The Spanish announce table. It's here, Tom. It is the 300th episode of the Spanish announce table. 300. That, what does that mean to you? It means that we've been friends for a pretty long time. Yeah. I don't think I've talked to, I don't think I've had three, 300 conversations with anyone else in my life. And I'm being serious. I really don't think I've had 300 conversations of length wow. with, well, like, cause it's been an hour, right? Like that's an uh, hour. Yeah. We usually have an hour conversation. I don't think I've had 300 hey. hour conversations with anyone. Let's backtrack a second. Long-term listeners will know a lot of these have gone a little bit more. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Long-time <laughs> listeners, thank you so much for the support. But you will remember we used to break down the moves of a Big E versus uh, Seth Rollins match or whatever it was. Three-hour episodes. And we three would hour be episode. there till five, five hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. That and was here dumb. we are. Why did we do that? That was dumb. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, look, with anything with 300 episodes – it's it's a it's a guess and check, and as you've seen with the many different iterations of this uh, podcast, uh, now we're back to doing video, right? Because it's a free yeah. podcast, and sometimes you live and learn, and you get better, and some things stink as a recording uh, platform, Skype, uh, and then other things get better, Zoom, uh, and then we also have other equipment uh, like a Zoom, Zoom H six. Zoom, the and official so we, sponsor of WWE Fastlane. Fastlane. Oh, man, I miss that. Yeah, I miss those. Uh, but yeah, 300 episodes. It just means that, man, we've been doing this a long time. What does it mean to you? It does mean that. And you know what? You're right. I, I mean, I, you know, I've had friends that I had for a couple years that maybe I spent every night with. So we spent clocked several hours talking but 300 distinct hour-long-plus conversations, you're right, probably not outside of, like, maybe my wife. Yeah, right? that's like, the only... Definitely can't yeah. go past one hand, and I challenge you at home. Uh, if yeah. you're doing that, you're like a... I don't know, you're a politician or something. Uh, yeah, you're you're you know, doing you're doing multi-million dollar deals with many different people in different avenues because you just typically don't talk to anyone that long. Or you yourself are doing uh, many different podcasts, which credits you if you are. Because uh, podcasts is the fun new thing in 2020. Podcasts. And so, we, yeah, we're trying this video thing, uh, you know, because um, uh, we're trying the YouTube. Because, you know what, uh, the podcasts, eh, you know, you guys need to tell some more friends. Uh, you know, if, if we can well, be honest, and just some sometimes, up. well, and to be honest with you as well, uh, sometimes it's fun to have a visual, right? So I listen to podcasts, uh, and then, uh, that same podcast might post a video only. And depending on my mood, I might go video only, or if I'm working, I might go audio only. So this gives you the avenue to do either or. So we hope well, that you like both. And those young whippersnappers out there, uh, that Generation Z, I hear uh, they pretty much only watch the YouTube. So I do. YouTube I'm not a Generation Z. Yeah, I'm not a Generation Z person at all. But uh, my wife can can uh, back me up on this. The first thing that I go to is YouTube because it's tailor made for you. If you have a YouTube account, I don't understand why people 
we're going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I don't understand why people go to cable or whatever their like TV provider is first. Cause that's not tailored to you. There's so many channels on my, you know, I have YouTube TV. Uh, there's so many channels on there that I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. So I'm not, like, that's a waste of space for me, oh, yeah. but my YouTube, I have subscribed channels and I have recommend, uh, recommended, uh, shows or, or videos for me that if I don't like something, I say, don't want to see it again. And I have it tailor made for yeah. me. So it's like, when I want my entertainment, yeah. I go for my entertainment. I agree with you there. I've started doing more of that now. Um, but I also just don't. You know, TikTok's got my attention right at the oh, moment. Oh, God, has it. Oh, has it, Tim. Um, I've it seen has. some good stuff, though. You know, you uh, can't lie about that. That's some good I, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You've seen but, some stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've seen some stuff. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You know I mean? It's yeah, subjective. You know. Um, but um, I, I have done that more of that with the YouTube. And you're right. In fact, the only TV subscription I have is to YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. And, again, that's more of a live sports thing. If I'm going to catch a K-State game or a – Kansas City Chiefs game, who won the Super Bowl. Um, and week one. Uh, YouTube week one isn't necessarily airing the game. You know what I mean? True. Yeah, and that's why I have YouTube TV as well, is because there are certain things, certain live events, right? Monday Night Raw, you can't see on YouTube. Uh, YouTube Smackdown. TV is a great service, by the way, if we can plug that yeah. for free for whatever reason. like it, I watch it on my phone like I do YouTube, mm-hmm. but it's great. Yeah, yeah. I've I've fallen in love with YouTube TV. It's It's very, very good. Um, but yeah, going back to why we're doing this is, uh, as we're trying to tailor our, uh, uh, tailor the needs of our listeners. Uh, we also want to give some video to you as well. So hopefully you enjoy this. Uh, you can and if see you're still listening on the podcast. I mean, we're going to put the podcast out as well. Um, like I said, but, exactly yeah. right. If you're working and this is what you listen to when you're driving from one destination to the other, by all means, keep doing it. But if you get home and you want to watch something while you're eating dinner, put this on it's you know we we would be uh, more than happy to be welcomed in your home uh put us in your playlist and put us in there your you ears. go you know what i'm saying there you go so uh before we dive into this week of wrestling as we are heading into this episode 300 uh what have you been up to uh yeah i've been up to a lot of crying uh, we lost one of our family dogs um, Saturday. I mm-hmm. literally, after 24 hours of posting the show, we it was kind of very sudden. We lost Paseo. Um, had I waited a day, which sometimes I do, you know, it doesn't come out till Saturday, we might not have had this show. You know, the previous episode posted. Um, that what's been. I've been fortunate enough, if we can get real for a second, to not mm-hmm. experience a lot of death in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had a cousin die. And my grandma died, but she was, you know, mentally gone for several years, so that one didn't right. hit as hard. But yeah, so this one's really been hitting the family pretty hard, you know. But yeah, um, I totally yeah. understand. But wrestling yeah. has been pretty much the only thing outside of that. You know what I mean? Like I've watched some wrestling, and that's kind of taking mm-hmm. my mind off and preparing for this. So I'm glad we're doing this. But yeah, that one's been. That's what's really been focused. It was very sudden, very abrupt, um, and we kind of had to make that decision, you know. And mm-hmm. right now, COVID. Uh, so they're not letting people in, and so they just kind of took her in and came out. And we're like, "Hey, this is happening," and then we were like, "Well, can we go in there?" Like, nah. And we were like, "Well, what the?" F-? And so they brought her out and they did it in the parking lot, and it was, you know what I mean? Everybody's watching. It was just, it sucked. If I can just say mm. that, it's yeah, no, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I completely understand. I, I empathize with you. My growing up, my dad had many dogs. 
at, at one time. And so I've gone through the loss of a dog now, kind of like what you were saying, I haven't experienced too much personal loss. Uh, even though I love my dad's dogs, they were my dad's dogs. You know what I mean? Like I would come over and they would like, Hey, this is great. It's great to see you. But my food source and my number one pal is your dad. And I was like, yeah, totally get it pup. You know? So, um, I still have my, my dog, uh, who lives with my mom, uh, that I got from college. Uh, so, um, personally speaking, I, I haven't really gone through that. Now I do volunteer at Shep's, the senior yeah. dog sanctuary. And there has been some unfortunate events where yeah. things like what you're describing has happened. So yeah, th- that sucks. Uh, personally speaking, I loved Paseo. I yeah. saw, saw Paseo a couple different times. Always got, had a little underbite like this. Mm-hmm. Hey, love that little underbite. We, me and Emily love that pup. I mean, we love all your pups for sure. Yeah. Um, so when you told us it was, it was sad for us as well. I mean, it stinks, right? Like this is, this it is does. one of the hardest parts, uh, of a pup I mean, with, be, you know, cause you know, with, because you know, like your life expectancy, generally speaking, is going to be longer than theirs. And so yes, it's, it's a hard agreement. And we've got a lot, and so, and part of that's it too. Like we, you know, we've built a lifestyle around these animals. Uh, mm-hmm. we, hell, they have social media accounts for them. You know oh yeah, I mean? they're um, great. Uh, so that one hit, and that was, we've had sales seven years. She was the mm-hmm. second of the pack of of what was a um, seven. Right, I can't, we count eleven because we count all of us mm-hmm. um, down to ten. But uh, we actually just went and picked up the ashes before. We we started this episode, so yeah, still um, fresh. Yeah, like I said, it hadn't even been a week yet, so that one's rough. Paseo was almost dead when we got her, though. She was malnutrition. Um, I remember. I remember the yeah, yeah. Nobody thought she, we had to feed her Pedialyte for about a solid month. We would have to drive to Sonic every day and get a burger to wrap up her pills in and stuff. So nobody thought she was going to live long uh, at two when we got her, and she lived to nine. So there you go, yeah. and hey. that's. We got her right about the same time we were starting the show. So that's kind of where it, it really mm-hmm. like ties. You know, I was kind of like, God damn, I think. I don't know if we had her when we started the show or we got her, you know, closely thereafter. But I've known her. I, I had that dog about as long as I've known you and as long as I've been talking to you folks now. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely remember early on in our friendship because dogs was another thing that we connected on. Uh, the, the, um, hamburger pill stories I, yeah. I, I definitely remember those as well so um yeah, yeah no that it, it, yeah uh like i said i empathize with you and it really sucks i'm affected but obviously not to the extent of you and your family so i'm sad for you um yeah that's a that's a tough thing to go through for sure man but uh like i said Wrestling was one of the few things that was able to take my mind away, knowing we were doing this show uh, in mm-hmm. this, this community uh, and stuff like that. Um, uh, and, you know, that's kind of the message, right? Uh, enjoy your things that you enjoy. Enjoy your loved ones. And um, and listen to this podcast. And then you'll be able to hear what Tom did as well. Tom, what did you do? Well, so... Uh listeners and viewers will be getting this a day later than usual. And that's because, uh, last night I worked a, uh, MMA fight for Invicta FC on UFC fight pass, uh, work for the state athletic commission. Yeah. And, uh, it was fine. It was a hard one. This, this event 
was so difficult. Think, Tim, uh, if we want to take uh, a trip down memory lane, think of all of the technical issues we used to have just to record uh, in the studio. It was like that with doing live scoring. So what we do with live scoring is we have one computer uh, that has an Excel spreadsheet up. It has a red and blue for the corners, right? Uh, the, the judges will write on a piece of paper what the scores are. Those uh, paper scores will go to this one person. They'll put it into the computer, da, 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 da. And then two people in both the red and blue corner will have tablets. And those tablets will then be shown to the corners so that the corner can see like, hey, my fighter won 10-9 or they lost 10-9 or whatever it is, right? Well, to complete that whole ecosystem of live scoring, you need a solid internet connection. And about every 9 to 10 seconds uh, in the fight church, it's called, um, internet kept going out, just kept going out to the point where, you know, we're all in masks because it is COVID and we're doing things safely. Uh, but to get the scores out to the people, we're yelling 10, nine, 10, nine, 10, eight. Like we're just yelling it because our, the screen would just be blank. And so yeah. it was just a constant battle. Uh, it's like a whiteboard, like a, backup yeah, whiteboard I mean, just in case you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that we, we were discussing things post show. I'm like, okay, if this ever yeah, happens again, because as, so, as sometimes this, you gotta learn the hard way, you know? Yeah, well, and as this catches on, live scoring, because right now only Invicta is the promotion that does it. But as other promotions start to do this, uh, you know, there's fights that happen in middle of nowhere, Kansas, right? Next to some fields. Uh, there's some That's fights in. Yeah, there's some yeah. fights in bottom basement, Kansas City, Missouri, where, you know, it's like an underground fight party or something. Uh, so we. At the What's ranch? that? We'll do that here. Yeah, at the we ranch. can do yeah, we'll do it at the ranch. Athletic Commission. Oh yeah, it? of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, With, they'll easily uh, prove it. Is that usually what? It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you right. pay all what's needed, they'll 100 percent say, "Yep, doing it at the ranch." Well, the papers. Make sure the check is attached. Mm-hmm. We'll exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we had a uh, we had a very difficult night. Uh, it's been very difficult working my day job as well. It's been a kick right in the dick. Uh, just been hammered with that. Uh, so just been staying busy, very, very busy. Um, and you know, like everyone else, uh, at least everyone else who has a brain between their ears, uh, I'm doing things smart. Uh, so I'm still staying in as much as possible. So it's just, it gets hard. We're like, motherfucker. If I, you know, like, as you see all these wonderful books here, it's like, if I see that fucking book again, I'm gonna burn it. Like, I don't, it's fine. It's a fine book, but I'm tired of fucking looking at it, you know? Yeah. And so it's just, uh, it's, it's just like, sometimes well, that's, that's happening. These yeah. new videos will help, right? These yeah, new videos right here, that's another reason. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause definitely will, will provide even more entertainment for you to deal with quarantine before we all go fucking oh, nuts. But Hey, uh, before we yeah. get into the week of pro wrestling, uh, those with uh, the ability to watch this episode, you'll see that I have been taking a drink out of uh, a Tank 7. This Tank well, 7... Oh. <laughs> Look, yeah. the Tank 7 label is similar to the color of my green screen label. That, <laughs> yep. You can see that if you're watching the video. There you go. Give it a shot. Uh, but this Tank 7 is provided by the beer sponsor of the week. Tim, tell them more. <laughs> um. By the way, if you're sitting at home 
watching the show on YouTube or listening uh, via however you listen to podcasts, and you're wondering, what is he talking about? Beer sponsor of the week. I, I These guys are great. I'd love to give them a beer. How do I do that? Very simple. PayPal, right? Tableshow at gmail.com is our email. Or you go to the website, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Like this plugs, Tom? You go to the SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Yeah, there's a PayPal link right smack dab right there, right at the top. You, you just go there, send us, you know, $10, $20, whatever you feel like sending us uh, for beer. Uh, tell us, you can give us a beer. You can tell us, pick what we want. This gentleman, um, gentle, uh, we'll, we'll call him a gentleman. Uh, he sent us some money and said, how much? For well, he didn't send us some money and say how much. He said, "Hey, he reached out to me and said, how much for your favorite Kansas City beer? Because we do live in Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs uh, are in Kansas City. They won the Super Bowl. I don't know if you, Chiefs. Uh, huh? That's backwards, I think, on the video, huh? Uh, they won the Super Bowl, and he, so we went and got some Tank Seven, which is great from mm. Boulevard, right? Tom, you fantastic. Like Tank 7? I enjoy Tank mm-hmm. Seven so so much." So our Slater Gator beer sponsor of the week, as we've named it, uh, is a gentleman. Uh, the folklore of this gentleman in our show, I don't know, it probably lasts the whole the whole 300 episodes. And it's heavy I think so. set, right? Tom, 300 episodes of heavy set. Now he has, I'm sure he's beer sponsored before. He has been on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, he, you didn't record uh, it, but he has been on the show. <laughs> we recorded it. <laughs> The technical difficulties, pause, the technical difficulties you brought up, we were in a professional radio studio, and now we're here in our split Zoom calls things. We still have technical difficulties like we did there, but I still think we have way less technical difficulties trying to figure out how to do this on the fly in our damn basements versus Mm -hmm. the professional radio studio. Anyway, Heavy Set, uh, 300 episodes of Heavy Set. Uh, who is now the Slater Gator Beer Sponsor of the Week, uh, what what comes to mind, Tom? You know what? I know what we talked about off air, uh, and we'll get into that a little bit. But honestly, you know what comes to mind when I think of Heavy Set? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah. Remember when he gave me those big-ass Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Oh, I remember it because I had to go get them. So he was like, hey. I want to get Tom like the most Reese's peanut butter. I'm paraphrasing, right? He's like, yeah. He was like, but like, he's like, do you think you could like, if I sent you some money, you get like a whole bunch of them? And I said, oh, I'll do you one better. I have a Costco membership, <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll go and I the ate them. fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, and I ate them. It was great. <clears throat> Getting choked up thinking about it. Heavy set. You're you got a special place in my heart. <laughs> right here in the heart. love you bud love you uh, um no yeah. <laughs> uh heavy set let's get into it now let's get into the shtick here heavy set you know this was gonna happen heavy set what a great guy you know i don't care what people say about him he is an upstanding citizen in the great city of cleveland and cleveland. he mm-hmm. does great things in the community i don't yeah, care I, what they say he yeah. does it I don't care what they say. And as is customary, you know, uh, when we have a Slater Gator beer sponsor of the week, uh, we enjoy uh, the beer sponsor so much that we think they're great human beings that we want to tell everybody how great of a human being they are. And that's why Tom was bringing this up, that he doesn't care what other people say. Because, like, other people would say things like, uh, Heavy Set's beard smells like grease 
and uh, three-day-old, um, you know, those twisters from, like, the Quick Trip, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But it doesn't. I've, I've had lunch with the man. Uh, he's, he's a great dude. It actually smells like fresh flowers. Yeah. Some people would say he's too obnoxious at independent wrestling shows, but from all accounts, from reputable people in the community, he's a good wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they say. Some people might say that he doesn't know how to back up his 18-wheeler trailer uh, into the stall correctly, and that's clearly wrong. The man is a truck driver of the highest caliber, right? I've seen him do zero-turn donuts in an 18-wheeler. Some people would say that when he posts his podcast episode of Wrestling Cheers that it's long-winded and boring, but I don't care. They're very no, they're entertaining wrong. episodes. They're wrong. They they're are very wrong. entertaining episodes. They are wrong. Um, so I'm going to pop open this Tank 7. Again, if you're seeing on the video, it looks like there's a weird no label going on, but uh, because that's the magic of green screen. See, Tom, should have thought about that. You don't bring on product and you don't wear color of the green screen. All right. There it is. See? But heavy set, to be honest, uh, thank you so much for being a part of this 300th episode as you were uh, for the 100th episode way back in the day. Um, uh, we, we definitely uh, and, uh, appreciate your support. Yes, and all jokes aside, uh, heavy set and I have had, and you even, I'm sure, outside of just this podcast, uh, have had numerous conversations about life, wrestling, whatever. Heavy set has been for beyond this show. Uh, a part of my life and that's cool man and especially with these 300 episodes uh we're glad to have heavy set um you know around uh, mm-hmm. we um, are i always like yeah. his what i listen to uh tweets when he said today yes. i listen to uh and it's a full list and sometimes we're in there i uh, love it um and appreciate the support as always and again if you want to get all of these accolades all of these compliments uh hit us up on SpanishDownstable.net, hit that PayPal, send us some money, tell us what you want us to drink, and we will do it for you and compliment hey, you. Hey, you listening slash watching at home uh, or wherever you are, I don't have much to give you, but compliments. That's true. I got for you all day. Yeah, Come on. Well, yeah. it's getting weird. All right. Okay. So, hey, uh, uh, hey listen, it is 300 oh, episodes, okay, gotcha. Tom. Yep. And before we yeah, get yeah. into what's been happening this week, right? Uh, with pro wrestling, which is how we do this, right? We talk about the week that was, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Forgive me if you're watching uh, at home. Uh, you may see me glance up because I'm looking at my other screen up here to to look at a little game that I've brought up for Tom. Oh, yes, a surprise game uh, to peel back the curtain. I do not know what this game is. We, we go. started this episode or this uh, podcast 300 episodes ago. It was July 24th, 2013. Okay. I want you to take a second, mellow in that, July 24th, 2013, right? Think of who you were, where you were. Think of pro wrestling, right? Think of your fandom of pro wrestling, because we're going to test your fandom of pro wrestling, Tom. And we're going to go through WWE, we're going to go through NXT, we're going to go through TNA, and we're going to see if you can name all the champions on July 24th, 2013, of these three companies, right? Because that's oh, who Jesus. we would have been covering at the time, yeah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just going to name one randomly throughout the show. I'll pick one, right? I'll be like, hey, the United States champion, whatever, blah, blah. 
and I'll know who it is, and I'll have a little info on how they won it and how they would then lose it, right? But I'm gonna have you guess as I go through, right? Can I get so, an easy one first? Let's let's get yes, an easy. Let's one. go with an easy. What do you want to pick one at random, right? So yeah, WWE, I, yeah, NXT, WWE Impact heavyweight wrestling. champion. The, the okay. WWE now, heavyweight are you champion. talking at the time there was Big Gold, which was the World Heavyweight Championship, and then there was the WWE Championship. Oh, there was mm-hmm. because in SummerSlam, barely, barely. barely. Yes, okay, barely. so then, so then, Big Gold was John Cena. No, Randy Orton. Big Gold. We'll start with that World Heavyweight Championship. Big Gold. You want one more? Three strikes, you're out. So it wasn't John Cena and it wasn't Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Then it was Christian. It was Alberto Del oh! Rio. I thought the reason I said Christian is I thought that's when Orton mm-hmm. took it off of him. And because then around that time, that's when they combined the titles. Yes. Uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. At, so this was interesting trying to figure out how to like go back and find all these and make sure I was like on the right track and be like, oh yeah, because I'd forgot a lot of these. But at WWE Payback, Alberto Del Rio reclaimed the World Heavyweight Championship from Dolph Ziggler, capitalizing on his opponent's recent concussion mm-hmm. uh, with a controversial and unrelenting assault that left the WWE Universe watching in discomfort. I'm reading some of this I stole directly from their website, right? WWE. By the end of the match, the tables had turned. Del Rio had earned the Chicago crowd's raucous ire while Ziggler gained their support. So then, you know, he had it from payback on through and then through July 24th, 2013. And then at Hell in a Cell in October, John Cena made a miraculous early return from a tricep injury to defeat Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship, returning months ahead of schedule. Cena reclaimed a title that he had not held in nearly five years. Alberto Del Rio, 2013, man, 300 episodes ago. God, Remember how big of a geez. deal that guy was then? <laughs> yeah, and what a fall from grace he had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, if you really think about his, uh, at the time that we started this podcast, what he was, and then now what he is, good Christ, right? I mean, He was married to bad. Paige, remember that? <laughs> Did they get married? No, I guess they weren't married. They, they, he, he proposed, or she proposed. She proposed. She proposed in a wrestling yeah. ring while they, like, he, they were both, <laughs> like, she was a WWE employee and he was Impact or something. God, what a weird story. Remember, they like fucking almost stabbed a guy or something, or a guy tried to stab them. Yeah, in a bar. Right? Wasn't it a bar? Yeah, and then they like got in trouble for beating each other. I think. Right. Hmm. God. Weird. Um, Great so, Okay, so before we Great get too much couple. into this week's pro wrestling, because we'll go through the rest of these, but this one's going to be another curve or easy, um, easy softball, as it were, because you kind of mentioned it. Who was the WWE champion February twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen? Wait a minute. So then that's. So that was the world heavyweight. That was the big gold. Was the world heavyweight champion? The WWE champion was. CM Punk was John Cena or no John Cena. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. What? Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought Cena was the big gold and Randy Orton was the WWE. So, okay. So on July 24th, 2013, Alberto Del Rio was the world heavyweight champion, big gold, right? Right. Mm -hmm. 
So now John Cena at WrestleMania 29, John Cena achieved redemption from his loss to The Rock at WrestleMania 28, right? With the WWE Championship on the line, the C-Nation leader defeated the Great One to win his 11th WWE title. So then he's holding that from March, right? Um, then he selects Daniel Bryan as the number one contender for the WWE And that's when you thought the John Cena heel turn was going to happen. That's when I thought the heel turn was coming. <laughs> uh, yep, he defeated Cena for the title in the main event of SummerSlam moments after... Triple Randy H. Orton, right. The Triple H, yep, Randy, Randy Orton, yep. Cash, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, right? there yeah. we go. So I was a little bit, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I the, the early part of, I feel like when this show took a turn for what we are now was the SummerSlam picks. Because before mm. that, we were doing a lot of like, so, Tim. Uh, we were trying to be radio. Were, we wanted to try yeah. to get the show on radio. Yeah. Right. And then when we were like, uh, whatever that fucking weird guy said, McClintock, um, said it was table card or whatever. Uh, he said then he we're like, called well, the show. He said he pitched it to the VP of the radio station because I sold him, dude. I fucking mm-hmm. had him going. Oh, yeah. He was he didn't like wrestling, but he liked wrestlers because they used to have wrestlers on all the time, and he used to go mm-hmm. party with mm-hmm. them and shit. And so he was like, "Oh yeah, fine, why not? Right, we can get wrestlers in here." He was down, and he sold the idea as the Mexican card table. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. What a. F- piece of shit but then once we did the SummerSlam picks that's when we were like you know what let's just have fun and then that's when we took off uh longtime yeah. listeners will remember pamela marie snyder that was a fun character we created on this show where fun she was a baby guy. face yeah fun a- dead guy yeah. yeah that was a fun one pamela marie uh, snyder though for those who don't know uh we created uh her as a female character she was a baby face for three weeks out of the month and then a heel for one week and I Here, wonder why. I propose this, too. That was if you want to email the show, tableshow at gmail.com, I would love to bring back T-Mac Storytime. You give us two wrestlers, a pay-per-view, a time frame, yep. and a prop, and Tom will fill it. Tom won't know mm-hmm. anything about it. I'll re- no. That's it, right? One prop, one pay-per-view, a time frame, right? Give us a set of months. Two wrestlers, right? Maybe four if you're doing a tag team, whatever. You're right. three yeah, with yeah. a manager yeah. or whatever. You know, but let's not get there. crazy here. We're not doing listen, 17 right. wrestlers and yep. a full roster. Well, if you get crazy, like I'm not going to read it. You know, right. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> get know. crazy if you want, but we're not going to do it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. All right. So that was who the champions were. So, yeah, so, and sprinkle I'll, that I'll pick in. some more as we're going through the show, and it feels like one needs to pull up because we'll cover – Intercontinental champions. We'll cover Divas champions, right? We're going to cover Knockouts champions, right? We're oh going to test your God. your wrestling fandom, and we're going to take a little trip back in the Wayback Machine. Oh, this is going to be bad. Fun fact, to get impacts, I had to go to the Wayback Machine, which is a, a website that catalogs past websites, to then go to their champions page. But their champions page didn't list the champions, right, by name. It just had a picture of them. Well, the picture no longer exists. So then I had to use my new knowledge from my data classes to be able to go back into the code and find the names that were attached to the pictures, Tom, all for this show for the 300th episode. There you go. 300 episodes. You're getting full effort from Tim. Uh, you're getting uh, about marginal episode. Finally. Uh, uh, yeah, you're getting episodes, about marginal effort from me. Uh, let's get into AEW. So before we recap kind of uh, a step-by-step uh, guide of what happened, overall, what would you think of this episode? I liked the episode. I know you sent me a message before I was finished with it being like, I think this is great. And I was like, 
man, I, I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was damn good. Wow. Really good episode, but I didn't think it was like, like, oh my God, I'm so glad I watched this, right? Like, I followed. No, I, I like, did. Right, I'm following. I loved it. I like the this ending. Is... The ending was great. Don't get me wrong. The whole final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That main event could have been one of their best matches in company history. I know they've True only that. been around for about a year, you know, coming up on a year, uh, which they debuted on my birthday. So easy to remember that one. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the main event is something that I think AEW will be remembered for, for a long time. The thing that I loved about the episode is we had, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, storylines that weren't even mentioned so that when they were talked about for the next week's show, I was like, Oh shit, I'm into that too. And they didn't even talk about it on this one. For example, the TNT championship was not mentioned one bit. There was no match with a dark order or anything like that, but it's on next week's show. And it's so great. Again, I still want one more show from them, but currently it's, it has so much, good storytelling that they don't have to hit it in your head of right. don't you like this don't you like this where you're like i don't fucking like it anymore and they yeah, sprinkle no, it in like when this. you want <laughs> yeah they sprinkle it in at least for me when i want it and it's like this is fucking awesome this is so fucking cool like we're getting things at, at a perfect time so far i i just love it so let's get into it the show kicked off with um, Jurassic Express taking on FTR, but before the match even started, the Young Bucks came out and super kicked the ref. So what are we getting from the Young Bucks here? This is supposed to make us not like them, right? Again, yeah. if I, I, I struggle with this where I'm so snarky, right? And by nature, you are. let alone as an aged wrestling fan, right? Mm-hmm. In the age of the internet, right? Um, already, just so I, I try to always temper my okay. Let's pretend we're watching a live fight organization, right? If these mm-hmm. guys are coming through, I'm supposed to dislike these guys, right? Mm-hmm. But they're beating up people I've never heard of and have no emotional connection to. I mean, yeah, I mean, I heard Alex Marvez, but I definitely don't have an emotional connection to. So it's you're either going to find it cool or you're going to be indifferent to it. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit on the indifferent side. I'm not hating the young bucks. Like I used to going to be completely honest. They haven't won me over, but their matches are entertaining. So it's not like something that I turned the channel, uh, a la Alberta del Rio in 2013. But this move here That's where they right. did the super kick, I just thought, Okay, you're kind of bratty teenagers when told to clean their room, they kick everything underneath the bed. You know, it was like like to you like what you said, there was no emotional connection to that ref. They could have super kicked Jurassic Express. That would have been a little bit more I of like a ballsy move. Yeah. Like, and, oh, yeah, hey, and then that's you. a right. But to kick a ref that I don't even know, eh. And then the way they just again they're dorks, right? They're dorks. Referees they can't... might as well be a tackling dummy in pro wrestling. Like, we don't care mm-hmm. about the fucking referees. We, yeah. You could be head one on national TV, and we would be like, ah, you see what they nah. did that guy? Is there another one coming to get this three count? You know? Right. Um, 
But yeah, then afterwards when they walked back and they just threw the money at Tony Khan, who was dressed like he was going out for a pickup basketball game. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then they like, just kind of You knew you were going to be on TV, right? Like, Yeah. I'm not saying wear a suit, because I get it, right? Like, if you're working, be comfortable. But let's not look like Adam Sandler. Like, let's have a little bit of, you know, a little of this if you're going to be an executive. You know, Adam's, uh, <laughs> like, right. He looked like Adam Sandler. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it fell a little flat. I, I, I like that they're doing something besides the, we're the best tag team. Don't you know, but this needs something, some, some legs into it. And again, connected a little bit more to Kenny Omega and Adam page. Cause that's where this whole dissension started. But now you guys are just doing things away from that storyline. And I'm like, why? Right? Like, what's going on? So anyhow, we had uh, Jurassic Express, FTR. um, Good match. Uh, You had uh, FTR pick up the victory. Jurassic Express always puts on a good match. I don't think Jurassic Express has had a bad match so far. And that's something to say for a relatively new tag team, at least in my eyes, to where nothing stood out, right? Like, there's no match where I'm giving it the Dave Melter five star, yeah. but every match has been like, yeah, that, that holds true to what they've done and been pretty good. I agree with that. They haven't had a bad match. There has been noticeably from Luchasaurus has been a couple of those where, uh, this was supposed to happen, but this happened, right? I feel like he's a guy who's got a lot of skills. That is one of those guys where it might be like Kane down the road where we're like, Oh, that guy finally figured it out. Mm-hmm. And we kind of didn't, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it was never a big pop moment, but you were like, oh, shit, this guy's one of the best in the, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he's kind of, like, almost how we felt about Luke Harper now, Brody Lee, or, well, was Brody Lee, Luke Harper, Brody Lee again. Um, mm-hmm. it's same way I feel about that guy, right? Where I'm like, this guy has got all the tools to be the guy on the cover of everything, right? But just isn't lining it up yet. Right. Yeah, I uh, agree. Yeah, he's not he's not striking out, but everything's a single. If we're doing a yeah. baseball analogy, everything's a single, which is good. You're getting on base. That's what he's we Alex want. Smith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, football reference there for international listeners. Uh, Alex Jeez. Smith would be a, a former chief. Um, all right. Next up, we had Frankie Kazarian taking on Hangman Adam Page. Uh, this is some good stuff here. I really like this. Uh, Hangman Adam Page gets a uh, gets the victory with the buckshot lariat. Uh, very very good match. Post match saw some more drama between Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, I love this. What did you walked think? Walked away. Walked away and he looked back at him like, oh shit, he's he's not here. Oh, hmm. didn't that just pull on your heartstrings? Mm-hmm. Uh, just this is good. It's down. subtle. This is all subtle. I mean, it's yeah. subtle. They're also they're hitting you over the head with it to make you go, eh. But the notions of what they're hitting you over the head with are pointing to subtle storyline ideas, right? Agree. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Hey, remember, there's dissension, but it's not cartoonish not fighting in the streets. Violence. Right? Yeah, yes. it's not cartoonish violence where it was like, why would you? Why would you unprovokingly attack this person after a match? We've been here. You may have been on either side of this story several times in your life. You wanted to be friends with somebody, or you wanted to date somebody. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really like you. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. Somebody really fucking liked you and they talked to you a lot at work and you're like, this guy is fucking annoying. I want to Well, that end of the breakup kind of thing, right? Even mm-hmm. with friends and relationships where one person's like, I'm ready. And they're like, come on, just 
one more chance. Just l- let's go hang yeah. out one more time. Let's. It'll be like old times. I promise. Look, I know I get aggressive. I know I'm emotional. Like yeah. I won't be that time, right? Like we'll just go out. I won't even fight anyone. If someone comes up to me, I'll totally ignore them. And then they're mean, like, right. yeah. And then the other person's just like, you know, I'm good. I just, I'm good. And, what? What's the story? Oh, I've been the person. I've been, I've been the person. Where the, Is come this on, the Christmas go. tree story? Oh, that's a good one. Go back in the uh, uh, in the back history of uh, Spanish Downs table to hear the Christmas story tree. Oh, bah, that was bah, when bah, I was a different person. Because now I have a ring on the finger. See that? Yeah. Now I'm a, now yeah, I'm a new wait, man. Just wait till we get this COVID Christmas. Let's see what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. We can. Motherfucker! This is fucking bullshit. Uh, we wish but yeah, you so a this COVID is really Christmas. great. We wish, all right. This is really great because yeah, the the match itself was awesome, right? Frankie Kazarian could still put on one hell of a match. Obviously, Hangman Adam Page, Benjamin Button. Got, it feels like him and Christopher Daniels are Benjamin Button, right? The guy looks younger than when we started this fucking show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, and Christopher Daniels, right? Like, they're they're both really, really good. Uh, but this match had all of the, the makings, if it was for a title, to be a classic AEW, you know, title match. Uh, yeah. But Hangman gets the victory clean. So, awesome, right? Which proves to Kenny Omega, like, I can hold my own in here. And Kenny Omega leaves because he's just like, okay, I'm done. See ya. And Hangman, like you said, looks back to the commentary booth, doesn't see anyone, and is like, motherfucker. And I don't know who threw him the beer, but then he has a beer, and he just is like drinking it, so disappointed. Like, he just had one of the best matches of his career, probably, at least on uh, AEW television, and he's just drinking beer, almost crying in it. Speaking of beer, I want to go to our beer sponsor of the week, Heavy Set. He also sent us a tweet the table. Hey, you're listening at home or watching at home. If you're wondering what the hell did that guy just say? What is a tweet the table? Go to Twitter. Hashtag tweet the table. Use, right? Use that. Hashtag tweet the table. Share your wrestling thoughts with us. And that's what Heavy Set did here. We're going to read some on the show. He says, T-Mac, because we may talk about something here that we haven't addressed yet. He says, do you a Cena towel? Might be able to send you a necklace, too. Hashtag never give up. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, Tom, last week we addressed that um, you lost AEW picks since we're talking about AEW at All Out. And you have to do the iconic ring entrance of John Cena, who won the poll versus Hulk Hogan. And Shawn Michaels, uh, and Heavy Set was willing to offer some props. You know, Heavy Set, our beer sponsor of the week. Who, you know, Heavy Set, uh, they say, they say, Heavy Set refuses to wipe the toilet seat after he's done. Right, like just leaves his pubes and stuff hanging on it. You would think that about Heavy Set, but that's not true. Heavy Set makes sure. That all the paper towels in the bathroom are always full. If they're not, he's got a spare set in his trunk and he'll go get them. That's how good of a guy he is. Heavy set, you would think, is the type of person that still uses Internet Explorer in 2020, but he doesn't. He uses Chrome as a best practice. That's good because 
I might have to alert the authorities were it the other way around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to what the great Slater Gator Beer Sponsor of the Week Heavy Set uh, from Ohio. That's still a place, right? Ohio. Do they have a football team? Mm, they had It'd two be cool of them. if they did. Played a, a game last night? Anyway. Uh, John Cena, entrance. Wait, do they have two football teams? They got who's two the other football, football team? Yeah. There's the Bengals. C- Cincinnati? And, the and then Browns. who's the other ones? Browns. Cleveland. Mm. Cleveland. Sounds like a lie. Land. Land of Cleves. You ever seen a Cleve before? Tim, I think you're making this up. But let's mm-hmm. get what to what he got it to. Uh, I have to dress up like John Cena and do the entrance. Um, uh, we were we, to be candid. Uh, peek behind the curtain again. Um, we were hoping to have that released at the time of this episode being released, mm-hmm. but uh, due to shipping um, delays, it just came in today. As far as the things that I need to do this video. Uh. Uh, so it will be you coming out ring. shortly. Right. Yeah. No, I bought a fucking ring for it. Yeah, of course. Um, no. So uh, we will be uh, shooting that here uh, momentarily uh, in the next couple days and then get it posted for you. So I do have the props. Uh, I have photo evidence that I sent to Tim that I will follow through with this. Um, My and, family uh, loves this, by the way. They, of course they do. Yes. Of course they do. Yeah. So happy. Merry Christmas daughter, to everyone. She does not have a lot of outward emotion when I'm like happy about something. Right? I'm like, look at this, right? There's not a there's a lot of no selling going on, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when I walked in and I was like just laughing, she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Tom." She was like, "Yeah, right." Already, kind of, <laughs> she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> right? So she's already like, All right, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Tom." <laughs> well, she figures I'm what laughing. A jerk. And I'm like, "Tom." <laughs> What an accurate and jerk response. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I'm like, he's got to do the John Cena entrance. And I, you know, I've already told him like three times each, you know, and she's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and I just turned the phone around and show her. And she just snickered and just, you know, what I mean? like just the whole, that was great. I was like, all right, we got a winner here. If I, if I popped her. Yeah. What yeah. a jerk response. <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That fucking guy. Your when daughter's elicit, thrown me under the when bus. When your name alone elicits a snicker. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, for an update to the, the loss of the AW uh, all-out picks, yeah. uh, I will be getting that video out here momentarily. Uh, so patience, please, because COVID has kind of threw a curveball at us for getting this done, but we will get it done. Uh, for your entertainment at my chagrin. Big shout out to the Nightmare family. Yeah, those yeah. jerk offs. Uh, speaking of jerk offs, next we had MJF <laughs> taking on, I don't know, or let's just say Jobber9999. I don't know. I forgot that guy's name. It was a two second match. It was an eye poke and then an arm bar. And then he cuts a promo saying that he's the uncrowned champion. Uh, are we getting more MJF, John Moxley, or where does this go? Because he also mentioned, hey, uh, people have to join factions to get noticed around here, so maybe I do that. Do you think he joins a faction? Well, could he be in the uh, that new four horsemen group? I, yeah. So, 
it almost felt like he was going back to MJF pre John Moxley, pre the presidential thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the way they're going. Um, I don't know. I it'd be one thing if they were like, "Hey, look, you know, we don't want to get too sticky with him. We're going to move away from that." But I'd rather not just be like, "Okay, well, what was he doing before?" Right? Because I, I feel agree. like, I mean, he's now come up on the spot. If I tell you, "Oh, hey." We're going live in an hour, and we're not going to do your thing anymore. You might just be like, oh, shit, I just got to go back to what I know. So I don't want to mm-hmm. hang them out to dry or nothing. But, like, um, you know, I, I hope to see more and new if we're not going to get more of the angle he was going with. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because uh, I don't think that the uh, foreshadowing here, uh, that the Murderhawk monster Lance Archer and John Moxley will have multiple matches. So I could see that John Moxley, Lance Archer has a good match to get a good rating for a main event of a dynamite. I think it's October 14th, their year anniversary celebration, right? It's a knockdown drag out fight in that great John Moxley retains. Yay. And then we go back to the MJF, but for right now he has to go with this. I'm the uncrowned champ. I'm the, guy that actually should have never lost yada 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 to get him back to that while he's kind of in a holding pattern that's what i hope happens uh because i would hate to have have him flounder like he was pre john moxley where it was just good match with jungle boy but then what else do i do that kind of felt ah a little beneath his talents so i'm hoping that this is again just a holding pattern until we get to john moxley again All right, after that, we had a tag team match as uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager kind of solidified themselves as a solid tag team here. They took on Private Party. Uh, They picked up the win. It was okay. Uh, I don't know. I I think, if I'm being honest with you, I think I'd like to see Jericho go to commentary because I feel that's where I find the most enjoyment from him. And then he just comes out for the special matches, right? You could have yeah. him almost ba- like, obviously he does great as the heel commentary. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. he could be heel commentary, heel commentary, heel commentary. Let's just, for example, say Lance Archer does, does something completely dastardly to where everyone is offended. And it's Jericho leaves the commentary booth to fight for AEW's honor in a one-off match and then goes back to the commentary booth. I'd like to see Jericho move into that role. The tag team thing again, Jake Hager sucks. I don't want to see him on television. Uh, so by proxy, I kind of don't want to see Jericho, even though he's great. Um, that's what I'd like to have Jericho do, but I get why they had him pick up a victory over private party. I mean, yeah, this is all boring to me because it's exactly what you said. I don't care about Hager. So, Jericho's all I'm gonna attach to, and if he's not giving us a full-on story, like we cared about the the Orange Cassidy stuff, we cared about the mm-hmm. world title stuff. Mm-hmm. This, uh, and I do not, in under any circumstances, even if he was to go full Chris Jericho and go after the tag champs, that might be cool. But the partner is bringing nothing, right? So I kind of don't want that. So you're right. This is the wrong scenario. The only thing is, like, if there's a mid-card, you know, that kind of thing. But I just, you're right. I think I'd rather it be commentary and then, you know, there's a blow-off and it's a 
big guy, you know, a big yeah, match with somebody. It's a big you know. moment. You know, AEW is in peril. They're they're gonna lose the company if someone doesn't fight for him. It's Chris Jericho because he's the guy that the casual fan knows. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. I'd like to move. I'd like to see him move to that role. Uh, and I've said this since we've done the relaunch Spanish down table 3.7 or whatever we're on now. Uh, Jim Ross. Yeah, that's accurate. Jim Ross. We need to get you, get you away from that chair. That's then where, uh, Excalibur and Tony Schiavone can be the two man group. Yeah. Jericho. There's a good team, right? There's some good cohesion. I like that way better than. Cause Jericho's actual color commentary. Yeah, and he adds the heel persona. I like, and maybe this is the old school fan in me, but I've always enjoyed babyface heel, right? Someone needs to give the voice to why the heels are doing the bad things. And the baby, and someone needs to give the voice of why the babyfaces you should care about. But when all three guys are saying why the babyfaces are great, well, you're saying the same thing. It's all confrontation. This whole thing is built around confrontation. You need confrontation. You mm-hmm. need the competing voices. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like it to have, if, if you're going back to uh, an analogy for what I would like to see from AEW, I would like to have them go to a WCW nitro type uh, commentary booth where Excalibur can be the Mike Tanay that gives you the, Oh, don't you know that this guy in Japan in 2014 was blah, 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 blah. Tony Schiavone like can that. be, Tony Schiavone, and then your Bobby Heenan is Chris Jericho. That, like that. would be a great analogy for, for what yeah, I'd like good. to see. But, you know, whatever. What are we going to do? Uh, all right. After that tag team match that happened, uh, we had an NWA women's championship match. Don't put on your own titles. Let's put on a different title. It was Thunder Rosa versus Ivelisse. I love Ivelisse. Just going to say that for you. I just... She's cool. I think she's about it. Uh, if you're reading the dirt sheets, apparently uh, this turned into a real fight backstage, which is kind of cool. Uh, Sheeta came out post-match. Thunder Rosa gets the victory. Um, the tag team kind of beats up on Thunder Rosa. Uh, Sheeta comes from the crowd to, to help out Thunder Rosa. Next week, we're going to get champion and champion versus the tag team champs. You know, they won that tournament, but I don't know if they're tag team champs. They keep just holding yeah. a medal. Right. They got a medal. It's like the ring. So do right. they defend that? Right. No. So they, so they just were... forever. They won that. Dude. that. It's like so King it's like an ring. Olympic. Okay. You know, if you're going to say it that way, I'm okay with it. Right? Now, I'm okay with that. I don't know that. if we're going to do it every year. Yeah. but Do it like the Olympics. Do it every four years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fuck it. Because that's Why how not? we work in society today. Right? Yeah, obviously everything is on a slow moving pace. You're right. Every Duh. four years is a, is a Every good four pace years. to do something. Come on. I mean, that's good for uh, the Olympics, a news cycle, tweets. Hopefully we replace a president every four years. Uh, anyhow, uh, Thunder huh? Rosa. I, I like Thunder Rosa. Um, I, 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 I appreciate like I appreciate the NWA influence here. Again, the women's division is not much of a of a so that's focus. It. Is that why? Is that why when they're like, "Hey, we're going to start working with the NWA. We're going to have an influence from them," which is cool. We kind of, you know, I'm not opposed to that. 
if we we've said this, if there's a weak spot, it's the women's division. So yeah, why not, right? So we bring in maybe they've got a few women, right? Maybe they're thinking the same thing. Yeah, we can use a few more. So for the time being, we'll share a women's division. Meh. Okay. Well, and I'm I'm okay with that, but I guess if if your focus isn't the women's your own women's championship, it feels weird that you would say, well, here's another women's championship. I'm okay with Thunder Rosa being on television and, you know, having a match and doing all her fun yeah, stuff. But you're highlighting the defense of their title. Right. And it's and like, they're well, just going to have a title match where the title could change hands and they're not televising it. And, and where's your champion? Just hanging out in the crowd? So, Why? yeah, again, knowing that this is predetermined, well, I know who's winning this thing because they're not going to have their title change hands on somebody else's fucking television program. Maybe. Who knows? Things Maybe. are wild right now. Who really knows? <laughs> yeah, right? He might say, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. See, let's have some fun. Um, other things of note uh, throughout the show, Lance Archer and John Moxley had promos uh, kind of poking at each other. Uh, John Moxley and, uh, or excuse me, Lance Archer and, uh, Jake Roberts came out essentially said, um, Hey, we have to have a, a, a six man tag next week. So we're going to go with the devil. We know. And Taz comes out and Taz is like, yeah, my guys, Ricky Starks and Brian cage. We'll team up with you. Cause if we team up and the three of us, well, five of us, cause the managers, uh, we're unstoppable. So fuck. Yeah. Right. John Moxley comes out from the side door and was like, fuck this. I don't sit in the locker room. I sit over in catering. Where the fuck are you talking about? And so he waddles out there and does his little funny shrug thing where he's like, and he doesn't know because everyone's in a mask. So no one can tell the identity of people. Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, their bitch asses sitting right behind him. So they guess, guess what? We're going to put pop across your lip. Bop. Hits him on top of the head. Bop! Hits him on top of the head. And they're just, you know, Donkey Kong punching him in the throat. Just motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. And then, oh, shit. Guess who comes out and says, we ain't doing this anymore. Mm. The newest signee of All Elite Wrestling, Will Hobbs. And that motherfucker says, hey, I got this big fist right here. And it's a lunchbox. And if this lunchbox sits your mouth, it ain't going to taste good. It's going to taste like pain. And he's boop. And they ran off. He was swinging that chair. Will Hobbs got a good highlight here. And he looked looked aggressive. Like, he looked like he loved his spot. He looked aggressive. He looked like, yeah, it was exactly like, oh, shit. If I was on the other side, I would be like, ah, fuck. This guy's going to beat somebody's ass. Um, Yes. We are very much into the theatrical part of the pro wrestling versus the, you know what I mean, technical prowess, although, albeit we appreciate that very much. Yeah, of course. So I worry about Will Hobbs in that aspect, but again, I mean, it doesn't appear they're slapping a world title on this guy, so I'm all for it. Yeah, maybe he becomes the Mr. Hughes for John Moxley. Remember Mr. Hughes where he was just hanging out in a suit? I'd hope he's out. better than the Mr. Hughes, but we don't know, but he could start there, right? Curtis could, Hughes. Curtis Hughes. It, were, it was Curtis. It was Curtis. Mr. Curtis Hughes. Well, I just remember Depends on who, it was Mr. Hughes in WWE. And then it was Curtis Hughes, I think. And WCW. And, yeah, we don't fact check. Like it could be, could be Kurt Hughes. Could be Hugh Hughes. 
That'd be funny if yeah. it was Hugh Hughes. I wanted to fact check because I thought there was something about this guy. But anyway, go ahead. Will Hobbs, though, he goes out there and he's swinging a chair. He's putting his lunchbox of a fist right in people's mush. Uh, and then uh, John Moxley grabs a microphone because apparently they just sit everywhere in the arena. And he goes, hey, yeah, there is a six-man tag. It'll be me and this big bastard behind me. And then he yells into the camera, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he goes, Darby Allen, get your bitch ass here next week. We're going to fight some people. Like, you know you don't like those assholes, and I don't like them either. Tom, I, d- I did just fact check something on Curtis, Mr. Hughes. That's what, that's what it was? Because I remember um, something that I remember from my WCW days, when I was a young kid right, watching the WCW and them talking about Curtis Hughes and him being a former collegiate football athlete. Mm-hmm. Can you guess? Yes. Can yes, you guess? I can. Yeah. Can you guess? Yeah. He went to KU. It, it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. Uh, yeah. Uh, he went to uh, K-State. He went to K-State. Uh, Curtis Hughes. Yeah. No, um, you know what I mean? Eh, this storyline, you know, Will Hobbs, I think uh, – this is what AEW is good at, right? They're giving a stage to somebody who otherwise would be having a struggle to break through. Now, mm-hmm. do I think Will Hobbs might be the guy that's going to take this right now, catch fire, and go be the hottest thing? No. But will Will Hobbs elevate from this? Possibly. He has every opportunity to hear. And, yeah, cool. Why not, right? Well, you know who he could match up with just right off the jump street? He can be slapping his big meat with another guy with big meat. And it'll be Brian Cage and Will Hobbs just smacking their big meaty bodies up against each other. That'd be fun. Just I feel like smack, we've had smack, smack. Three smack. straight weeks of you discussing people smacking their meats. You don't think a body other. slam is smacking meat? Think of a body I mean, slam. It is. It is. Yeah, so come like on. Very specifically metaphoring. Yeah. What do you got against you, smacking meat? Well, I don't have anything against smacking meat. So then let's let's get into it. Mine, but yeah, so let's get into this big sweaty men just smacking meat. There are times I spend hours just standing there smacking meats. Oh, it's three minutes. Hey, don't t- hey, that's what I tell them. It's hours. It's hours. Anyhow, yeah. Anyhow, Will Hobbs and Brian Cage right there, right, and then mm-hmm. you could make up. You know, because the FTW championship is still in the that's a know, thing. realm of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, thing. yeah, just right there. There you go. Just two big sweaty men. Smacking smack meat. meat. All right. Smacking meat. Smacking meat. All right. Yeah, now, what's next? <laughs> let's get into, again, what I think is one of the best matches in AEW history. Again, it's only been a year, but it's so great. I think it's honestly the best parking lot brawl of any kind better than john cena eddie Guerrero, better than uh, ken piper. shamrock gold dust piper better than the shamrock backlund uh backlund yeah better than back i i really do i think it's better yeah, better than if even if you want to go recent memory uh and include adam cole and velveteen dream it was better than that mm, yeah that was uh, well, that was bad right but i'm just saying like this was awesome I fucking loved it. You had Santana and Ortiz, which I'm not calling them proud and powerful. Just saying that right now. Who does that? Why is that a thing? 
Not doing That's it. Not I get thing. it. That's not I get a thing. it. You, I'm not cool you, with it. Yeah, you want to have a name? We don't need a name. Uh, best friends. That's a name, and I'll say it. Uh, they were so cool. They came out uh, ready. Well, they were actually in the parking lot, uh, surrounded by the cars. They were already there. And Santana Ortiz came out with the white face paint and the black eyes, which was mm-hmm. uh, an homage to I don't know what. I missed that. What was that Dead an homage Presidents. to? It was a movie, Dead Presidents, where they did that. They were robbing trains or something, or like bank robbers, uh, like a train armored car train bank robbers if i remember guy maybe i'm remembering this wrong it was a long time ago 20 this is like a like a hype williams film it's i don't know who made it but yeah it was a film of like you know they're robbing something big time right big score but like what i'm asking yeah what i'm asking is it like a movie in the same uh vein as like belly you know nas and dmx is it like something like that yeah, so, all right, 1995, crime thriller, written and produced and directed by Albert and Alan Hughes. Um, let's see, stars Chris Tucker, but it wasn't funny, but, I mean. Okay, eh. Okay. well, yeah, I guess I'll have to watch it. There's a, there's a task yeah, on my not. things to-do list. But anyhow, so they came out, uh, and then these four guys just went balls to the wall there was a fucking sledgehammer thrown through a window uh i think ortiz was stuck underneath the car hood and the best friends just took turns jumping on that motherfucker which is so dangerous because you got to think like that's gonna hurt everyone involved and then also uh ortiz or santana i don't remember who off the top of my head again we don't fact check um doesn't know when this is coming you know like he's just sitting there going like Mm, okay here it comes whack and hits him so i just thought that spot was crazy um there was one spot where trent uh put uh one of the members santana ortiz again i i can't remember uh through um through uh some some plywood and the plywood got stuck in his arm oh Oh my god that was uncomfortable it got stuck through trent's arm to clarify he's bleeding from the arm it's just going back and forth then at the end you think uh chuck taylor is gonna get taken out he's leaned up against a car he's bloodied he's beaten he's done and they're gonna they're gonna put a sledgehammer through his skull and then the trunk opens and it's fucking orange cassidy look at the hat with Look the at the hat punch. and the orange punch with a uh, chain around his fist. So cool. I know they cheated. Where was the inner circle? Where's Sammy Guevara, right? Shut up. Um, and then Trent does that incredible spot uh, into the bed of the truck that goes through, I believe, a table or some type of piece of wood. Yeah, um, plywood, right? Plywood again. Uh, they get the victory. And then they're just walking off, celebrating the end of this rivalry and the victory they just got in a parking lot brawl. And how do they leave? They get picked up in the van. How fucking cool is that? And Sue picks them up. Orange Cassidy gets shotgun. Uh, Trent and Chuck Taylor get in the back seat. Sue gives them the thumbs up and then the middle finger. Loved it. Yeah, I just that was it. cinematically done perfect. Like that's a movie type of ending to a wrestling episode. Loved it. Yeah, I loved all of that. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it any better than you did. I mean, it was just 
It, it was the right. It, it, it did a long. It went a long way. Excuse me for the best friends and being that yes, they're a bit tongue in cheek, right? They're gimmicky light, but they also can get serious, right? Like they got angry, they got evil, they got hard, and they just fucking tore these guys up and beat the shit out of them. And then, all right, mom, we're ready to go. You know, like back to back to what they are, and it was just great. I loved all of it. Yeah, because they're mama's boys. You know, right? Like when you're a high school teenager, you get into a street fight, but guess what? You go over to your friend's house and hang out with the him and their mom, right? There's so many right. people. There's so many ladies in my life that I consider motherly to me because my friends, uh, their mothers were so close to me, you know, like at my wedding, there's a thousand, no, there wasn't mm-hmm. a thousand, but there's many uh, totally uh, a women. Yeah. A thousand, I talked to a mo- thousand ladies. Yeah. A thousand mothers wedding. there, uh, just hanging out, saying hi and stuff. Uh, it was great. Uh, and that's still today, right? Like, uh, if I go over to Anthony's, uh, parents' house, like Anthony's mom treats me like a, a son, you know what I mean? Right. So from the perspective of Chuck Taylor, like that's of course. Right. And so I just loved it. It's relatable. It's cool. It, it, it does get a little bit ha ha, but they haven't done anything to where it was cringeworthy yet. Again, they can, right. They could, but they haven't done it yet. Everything has just been right to the line. It's like, well, that was fucking cool. Even the T-shirt where Sue's uh, the black and white T-shirt that they sell on shopaw.com where it's Sue and Chuck and Trent. Like that looks like a album cover, like a like a a music album cover. But it's a fucking mom taking their son and best friend to a fight. I just love it. They're they're the coolest thing in wrestling to me. I, I just they're. It just, it right all there. fits, Home right? Up. This is like, it's two best friends, right? They're moms. They're like, it, uh, it all just works really well. It just fits the whole gimmick, the the pattern, everything. I love it all. Well, and they sold the van really well too. Cause if you notice when Orange Cassidy was helping them get back to their feet and then walk away from the parking lot, they both pointed and kind of giggled like, yeah, there's. There's mom. Mom's, Mom's picking ready. us up. Mom's it's just, and then mom gets her last two cents into Santana and Ortiz and says, fuck you guys for messing up my original van. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So yeah. much fun. All right. So what uh, do we got? We got some NXT. What do we got? AEW is good. Always AEW. Again, but I thought that was a competition that they're blowing out of the water technically on the ratings. What do we got? Yeah, I I just loved AEW. Loved AEW. All right, let's get into some NXT. NXT had a good show, too. Really enjoyed their main event, but let's start with uh, top of the show here. Uh, we had uh, a really good match. Uh, another one that has a special place in my heart. Shotzi Blackheart versus Io Shirai. It was a non-title match. Io Shirai gets the victory. Uh, but I really thought this was a, a coming out party for Shotzi Blackheart to show that, hey, like if you want me to be a champion down the road, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I You know, I'm still not connecting yet. I mean, I don't dislike her or anything, right? But I know they're trying to really get that over. I think the tank thing maybe is getting in the way, if I can say that, right? Like, it's kind of like, eh. You hate fun. Do you hate fun? I don't hate fun, but, like, tank and wrestling – Mini tank just reminds me of the DX thing, and so then I'm like, "Well, that was cooler." Yeah, I get. I mean, come on, all right, but yeah, it was yeah DX. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, what are we gonna do? 
Yeah, that's like saying, know, it's hey, just, you, it's meaningless at the moment. Like she's not a, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't, there's not a whole lot for it to make sense. Like why does she got a tank? What does she that's do? That's true. Right, yeah. Right. There needs to be some explanation of what she is. Because if you don't know who she was on the independent circuit, mm-hmm. when she comes to NXT, you're just like, okay, what? If I had and some I backstage that. story where she goofingly showed up with a tank, right? Like John Cena, Vanilla Ice, a la John Cena, right? Yeah, I yeah. get that. But right now I'm just kind of like, eh, okay. So there's no yeah. connection yet for me. You have a personal experience. Right, and that's yeah, where, right. yeah, I, I, I have the Journey Pro Evolve uh, shine uh, experiences to to go back onto, so that's why I think I'm a little bit more higher on her than you are. But yeah, I, it was it was a good match though. It was a good match. Well, before we move on, then let's go back to our trivia game. This is episode 300. We started this on July 24th, 2013. So we covered WWE. You want to go to NXT or TNA? Let's go there. What do we think? NXT. NXT. All right, Tom, I'm going to pick. Let's go with the tag team champions of NXT. Who do you think they were on July 24th, 2013? You're not going to get this one. Hmm. You, you, let me let me give you a hint then because you're just not going to notable? Them. Is it a notable team like it, or is it's it just two singles? Team. They okay. don't exist now. Right. In they fact, didn't I'll make a big splash. Hint. It's two different people. One is wrestling now, one is not, and you're a big fan of one of them. Neville and Corey Graves. That's it. I like that. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yes, I do remember that tag team. Uh, Yeah, they were very short-lived, but I do remember when Corey Graves, because that was the only thing he ever won, and then he got concussion after concussion after concussion and bye-bye well so let's cover that this is from wwe's website it says they didn't exactly see eye to eye but the slap dash pairing of adrian neville and Corey graves first of all slap dash never heard of that one yeah uh were able to work together to take the nxt tag team championships from the ferocious wyatt family the victory was aided by sheamus who hit the ringside area to stop an interfering Bray Wyatt. Neville and Graves would lose the titles to whom in October? Little sidebar. Okay, so then they would lose the NXT Tag Team Championships. That's when I'm thinking it's Ascension. It is the Ascension. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. when they take off. Because that's right around the time when they were on Hulu, and I was like, this is fucking cool. Because I think that was also right around the time uh, when Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho had a match, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, and if you'll remember at the time, tag team wrestling, non-existent in WWE, right? There was not like tag teams really turning up the scene. So the Ascension was a bit of the rage, right? Everybody was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is like this is an actual tag team on WWE. Mm-hmm. And we were like, they're killing NXT. They're going to be great. And then they showed up to WWE. And of course, and I don't have to tell you, it. yeah, all of the accolades. What are they? The are they still wrestling? Do they both? Are they a thing? How did they not go to AEW? You know, because of, who are they? Well, they're kind of like weird. At Walmart. Yeah, but I mean, what's Orange Cassidy? You know what I mean? Like AEW could make them work, but again, we don't need more tag teams than I mean, AEW. I'd take a job at Walmart if they paid me enough. 
I would too. Uh, give me another one. Let's let's go. Let's double it up since I got that one right. What's an, what's another one? You want to stay in NXT? Let's go with the women's yeah. champion. Who was the NXT women's champion July twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen? Women. Hmm. I want to say Summer Ray. I will give you a second hint and tell you that this lady held the NXT title for 274 days. Charlotte. On July 24, 2013, so this date, they became the NXT Women's Champion. Paige. Paige. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The okay. youngest women or woman in WWE history to win a title. She defeated Emma in a tournament final. The native of Norwich, England, had also defeated Tamina Snuka and the one half of the greatest wrestling match of all time, Alicia Fox, en route to her, her historic victory. After her 274 days on top, Paige, who also held the WWE Divas Championship at the time, was stripped of the NXT Women's Championship by NXT General Manager JBL. Yeah, I remember Because that. of the mm-hmm. conflicts holding both titles would create. He announced that a tournament would be held for a new champion. So, yeah, back in the Wayback Machine. Paige was, we thought, the future of the pale women's princess. slash divas division. Mm-hmm. My pale princess. Remember mm-hmm. that? And now oh, it's completely man. gone. Yeah, now she does Twitch. Twitch is a thing. Twitch is a thing. We should have gotten call, video Tim. gaming, Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently you can do other things. Like, you don't have to do video ga- I don't know what Twitch is. All these things. Know. You're into. So well, you're into the. So I told no. I told you I stopped at Instagram, and then now you're doing uh, the TikTok. The to- but I don't know what the time Twitch clock is. and I'm all that talk shit. Talk to my son about Twitch. Yeah, we'll swim trunk. See if he knows what Twitch is. Because my laptop right here. One of the reasons I bought it was it was designed. I was like, hey, I need something that can go. I'm going to be doing some podcasts. Uh, potentially mm-hmm. doing some video recordings, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I need some go. And this has like, it's got Twitch stuff like on it. It's got other things. Like it's set up to be a gaming computer, right? Because the idea would go. be you'd be broadcasting something. Uh, but I don't know anything about it. For those listening, I was doing the video game hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when we used to talk about those with the enhanced radio? This is it. This is it. Now we have the enhanced radio 300 episodes later, and here it is. All right, let's get back into, as we popcorn around, uh, we'll get back into some NXT breakdown. Uh, we had Desmond Troy taking on Tommaso Ciampa uh, post-match after T- Tommaso Ciampa defeated Troy. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Atlas. Jake Atlas came came out, and he was like, hey, I'm going to fight you. I don't know. That's, I really that's don't how know I either. felt. But again, this is what we've talked about. This is what a guy like Ciampa and Gargano are going to have to go through from time to time if they're going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that makes brand, sense to get right? someone yeah, get someone some more exposure because I wouldn't know who Jake Atlas is if he walked up wearing a shirt that said, I'm Jake Atlas. I wouldn't know who he is. Right. Um, but here he is with Tomasa Ciampa, one of the best in NXT history. All right, next up, we had Kushida taking on Austin Theory. Got a little sad. Again, personal feelings here. I'm a big fan of Austin Theory, but apparently – uh, behind the camera, he did something pretty bad. So this is him going through that punishment. Kashida though looked awesome, very aggressive. Had a 
uh, that, that arm bar, uh, Kimura lock. It looked like, uh, for a second, um, it was good to see Kushida just not be, Hey, I'm in America. It was like, I'm fucking here to beat someone up. And so I like that. There were no subtitles, right? It wasn't, it wasn't, a um, uh, Funaki. Indeed. Indeed. That, I still say indeed and think of Funaki, uh, RIP. Well, no, he's still alive, but anyhow, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Kushida wins Austin theory. I think this is two losses in a row for him. Uh, if you're reading the dirt sheets, as I mentioned before, uh, you might read that Austin theory may have done some shady stuff with some minors, allegedly. Uh, and that's why he's no longer with Seth Rollins as a disciple. Coal miners. Yes. Coal yeah. miners. Yes. Yeah. What oh. other kind of miners are there? You don't want to, kind of, you don't want to fuck with those guys. I would never, uh, but yeah, so Austin Theory uh, takes another loss. Looks like he may have to rebound and re- be repackaged as a different type of talent to get back to where he was. Um, Austin but hypothesis. <laughs> I like that. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right, next up we had an NXT Tag Team Championship match. We had Brizongo versus Imperium. Uh, can I just stop real quick? Brizongo is such a bad name. <laughs> I don't such feel a what? comfortable. Bad name. I don't like saying it's not, it. It's Fashion Police, and they brought back Fashion Police, and it should just be Fashion Police. The Fashion Police is something I can tell Full stop. someone who's sitting next to me, right? So if I'm watching a, a Brizongo match, and someone who doesn't watch pro wrestling walks in the room like, hey, who are they? I'm like, oh, they're the Fashion Police. They hand out tickets for people that... Uh, don't dress well. They're all about uh, high end fashion and the runway and being awesome and Zoolander like. Mm-hmm. But then when I say Brizongo, they're like, "Well, what's that?" And it's like, "Well, fuck." So, like, fashion, please. You can you know instantly. Brizongo yeah, has to be like, stupid. "Well, he's Tyler Breeze and he's Fandango." And they go, well, "What's Fandango?" And you go, uh... "So Chris Jericho did Dancing with the Stars, and to make fun of it, Vince McMahon created a character called." Fondango and made Fondango beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania because it's all fun. And they go, Chris, who? And you're like, all right, never mind. But fashion police. Yeah, fashion police, you can get. Yeah, they could do spots on E. I mean, they're just ready made for other things. Think of them on Conan. Oh, they'd be great. Well, it wouldn't be on Conan. That's AEW, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Fallon or whatever, right? Yeah. Same, 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 same. All the same stuff. Uh, but Brizongo defeats Imperium. Uh, they're they're getting to look a little bit uh, more stronger as a real tag team type of champ. Uh, I don't know where they go next, though. What do you think? I, there's not too many tag teams, is there? I mean, so they beat Imperium. I feel name like two WWE, other tag teams. I feel like WWE should have a tag team division holistically right because they don't do tag teams really it's not a thing which is so stupid they should have a traveling tag team champions like the women's tag team champion right but like with actual teams who is the women's tag team oh it's uh, Shayna baszler and um that one really bad wrestler which isn't going bad nia jackson it's fine Forgot her name for a second. But yeah, so Brizongo beats Imperium. Now what? 
What do they do? Who 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 wrestles them? That's the thing. They're supposed to be like, are they there to get over guys? Because they're not going to do it as the fashion police or Brizongo, right? They're going to outshine those guys, mm-hmm. right? Right. Right. Finn Balor can go down there and get over the new crop because he can have one-on-one stories and battles where it's serious. We take it for what it is. He wins some, he loses some. These guys are shtick no matter what they do. Right? Like, they're not having a serious thing where we're like, no, the grit. I'm really pulling for Fondango and, and Tyler Breeze to just really dig deep and beat, you know, whoever the fuck it is. That's not happening. They're gimmicks. So go full gimmick and just get them into somewhere that has more. Like, put them on a SmackDown or a Raw and floor the gimmick or don't do it at all and get rid of these guys. Yeah, I agree. I just, I'm a little perplexed on where they go from here but we'll see there's uh, after that what's that there's nowhere right yeah there's nowhere right now in the foreseeable future they they don't have much but you know that could change on the drop of a hat uh all right so after that we had a let's be honest forgettable women's tag team uh match it was carter and Cantazaro versus uh jesse and zhang lee okay it happened it was fine it. It was good. It was fine. Straightforward. They just went after it. Cool. Uh, there was kind of a heel turn maybe with the, I don't know. It happened. Next up, another kind of forgettable one, to be honest with you. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane taking on Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish. Uh, yeah, you know, I get the story, but again, like, eh, I, I, meh. I like Drake Maverick, but I don't like this storyline, and I just don't like Killian Dane. I know they're really trying hard. They see something in this guy. They like this guy. He must be a great dude mm-hmm. behind the curtain, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it looked like maybe Drake Maverick was going to have a friend for a second. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess the other thing I'm a little bit exhausted with is – just undisputed era. It feels like they're kind of in the Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, where it's like, are we doing anything? Or are you just going to be lifers and just do the ebb and flow of tag team wrestling? You know? Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Nothing bad. I didn't hate it, but if you're comparing it to the other show, you got to do a little bit better. Right. Uh, I agree. And that's why they're losing in the ratings. Yeah, you know, and you do have to develop new talent, so that does take time, but I just don't think you do it with kind of tired acts like the Undisputed Era. But let's get into some uh, really two cool acts that I'm very high on uh, in NXT. It was the North American Championship match, Damian Priest and Timothy Thatcher. God dang, Timothy Thatcher is a bastard, isn't he? I would love... If somehow Pac could come back to WWE or Timothy Thatcher goes to AEW and you just have the bastards and it's Timothy Thatcher and Pac and they're just fucking miserable and I could be their manager because I'm right there with them and he's like, he's motherfucker, pieces of shit. Because uh, during a, a long stretch of the Spanish announce table, I was that. Remember the, the Dark yeah, Ages? I, I was like, he's a motherfucker. Right. And you'd be like, so we have an email. I don't give a fuck about that email. Fuck this guy. <laughs> what does that girl have to say? I don't give a shit. Nah. And then I'd, then I'd make myself laugh every so often because I'd go, blue kazoo. Blue kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we covered this. You ass on the show. You're like, hey, what is it? The thing that I said I that like I did for months and people got pissed about, and it hit me. I don't remember why it hit me or where. <laughs> Maybe somebody told me. Maybe it was heavy set. Yeah. I don't know. Heavy oh, set or beer sponsor? I don't remember. Beer sponsor but, of the week. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I, I remember what it was that I told you, and you're like, oh yeah, I think we ran that for five months. I think. <laughs> 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 Which we don't hear from her anymore. Hopefully, if, Blue Kazoo, you're out there doing well. Blue Kazoo. Uh, What's up with Blue Kazoo? Katie the First Lady, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, Katie the First Lady, uh, she re- she helped us out uh, on our three years. Her seven year, right? Her seven year, yep. Seven, three. I'm, I can't do math uh, or tell time. Um, but Blue Let Kazoo. Let me bring that up because we're pausing, right? We're done with the next tea. Yeah, that happened. But let's just hold on before we do. Uh, it was uh, Damian Priest defends his championship against Timothy oh, Thatcher. Right. Really strong main event. Loved it. It was great. But yeah, let's get into some fun stuff. Well, no, no. What uh, we did cover that Thatcher uh, Priest. I was su- I wasn't surprised. I mean, I figured they're they're going to keep it on Priest, right? But Thatcher mm-hmm. uh, again. Yeah, I think he's so good. But unless you're going to strap him right now, what do you do? Because he's so good that he could wear that title, but you got to stall him. So it's just kinda, yeah, he could know. wear any title right now. I think he's that good for sure. Thatcher's good. I like Thatcher's that. awesome. Um, what what I was bringing up was an email because we were talking about names you may not have heard if you're a new listener. Katie First Lady, Blue Kazoo. Uh, we used to take emails. We used to take a lot of these tweet the tables that we discussed earlier, hashtag tweet the table on Twitter, which we still like use those. Uh, we got an email from a guy who used to email us semi-frequently, right? Uh, and it's the email subject is 300 fucking episodes. All right. You want me to tell you who it is or just wait till the tagline out and you'll know who it is. I, yeah, I just want to wait. I like the suspense. He says, T-Mac and Captain Awesome. What's good, fellas? What's good, T-Mac? This episode right now, I'm having a ton of fun. This is long time no talk. I feel bad. I I haven't been more involved in the show, and I'm so glad you've been back at it with some new AEW blood pumped through your veins, right? You got that AEW blood pumped through your veins? Right there. Them... Point twenty four inch pints on. He says, uh, really I just fun injected I just injected heroin. I, I mimed injecting heroin, so that's that's a plus if you're watching the video. I'm a, yeah, heroin's all right. He says really fun to hear you both be excited about wrestling again. Oh, and truly, great. truly, thank you for the years of podcasts. You have been a constant voice in my ear through good slash tough times. I've listened to you both at work, in the woods, overseas, taking a shit, etc. I just can't thank you enough for the content. I'm just so glad you're still doing it. So, even though I may not be writing, know that a lot of us are still listening and so glad to have you. Keep it up, brothers. I'll be in touch, but know that I'm listening weekly. I just sent a little gift to celebrate your 300. Get yourself some beverages on me, so we'll have to do another, uh, you know. We'll do a, yeah. We'll do a beer sponsor part two. He says, you two are the best. And by the way, Heavy said it already called dibs several weeks earlier, so sorry, bro. Uh, But we'll get you. We'll get to you there. Uh, You two are the best. A million thanks. Mike from Boston. Oh, (laughs) 
Mike yeah. from Boston. Yeah. Oh, man, that is a throwback. Yes! Ah! <laughs> he says, Aaron Judge is my favorite player. This is coming from a Red Sox fan. Aaron Judge is a fucking abnormal human. Remember when Braun Strowman came out uh, and they did like a WWE uh, Yankees thing and Aaron Judge was like, what are you doing, little man? Like, he's a fucking monster. He should be playing football. Well, no, he should be playing baseball. That's where the money is, especially long-term I, I knew this health, was for too. you when he said, you know, when, once he mentioned Aaron Judge, I was like, oh, this is for Tom. Oh, man. But Aaron Judge just fucking blast the ball to wherever he wants and he but just he's a monster human if you if you don't know who i'm talking about right and you're just like baseball player typically for our international listeners baseball players are more of the average human right 510 59 180 to 200 pounds well you can be fat fat, but like for the for the good athletes they're just not abnormal right like i it's said not, very it's average not a guy height. that looks like adonis on a on a sculpture right. but if you look at aaron judge and by all means uh hit pause on the uh, podcast right now do a google search aaron judge uh, i think wwe might show up but he is a monster of a human and he just crushes the ball whenever he wants he's incredible he's awesome Mike from Boston. Mike from Boston. Hot and this damn. reminds me, like, we used to have so many, because we used to do emails every week. We used to have 300-plus tweet the tables. And so there was a lot of folks. And if we've forgotten you, I, I can't even remember the names. Reach out to us. If you see this come across, because eh, 300, somebody's going to plug it, right? Well, we may spend some dough on this and, and publish this a little bit. but Come on. Uh, 300 episodes. You know, we've forgotten some folks. But Mike from Boston. Uh, is one That's that I, I will admit I'd forgotten about for a while. You know what I mean? Like I'd forgot that the guy was there. But it's good to know that some of you folks are still listening. I know it's hard to engage, and we don't even actually you know have all that much engagement like we used to, right? Uh, but the 300 episodes because we I'm hate good ourselves. About this. Yeah, good we about feel this. good about this, but we still hate ourselves. All right, let's cover some of these because here's here's the deal, Tom. Uh, I've got about 15 to 20 minutes tops before I got to go pick up one of the kids, right? Uh-oh. From the work. Rapid fire. So we're going to cover it. we're going to we're going to cover the WWEs, right? We're going to cover the rest of these uh titles. So let's go through some of these titles, right? It's July 24th, mm-hmm. 2013, mm-hmm. the Wayback mm-hmm. Machine, right? Mhm. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's go to the TNA X X Division Champion, Tom, July 24, 2013. The TNA X Division Champion was... Someone I wasn't watching. Uh, I'm going to guess... Oh, just just pause. I want you to think about it. Think about the TNA X Division. Now, I know what you think about when you think about the TNA X Division. But I want you to think about what TNA, the company, throughout its years, tried to market its X Division as... The only thing that, I mean, it has to be AJ Styles. Mm. Nope, although he may have done this once or twice. Uh-huh. It was Manic, a.k.a. Suicide, albeit they oh. changed the suicide name because, you know, yeah, suicide. That was a made-up uh, character from their video game that then mm-hmm. came to real life. Manic, and this one was played by TJ Perkins, the one who was the TNA x champion. He won an ultimate X match against Sanjay Dutt and Greg Marashulo. For the vacated yeah. at the time title. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and then the heavyweight champion. Let me guess. So you want to go to NXT TNA World Heavyweight Champion, right? TNA 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 World Heavyweight Champion. Rapid fire here as we wrap up the uh, 300th episode. Again, thank you so much for listening and watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if okay, so that makes me go back to the time because that's Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff bullshit, right? I'm gonna go with Jeff Hardy then. Mm. You would think, but Tom. Wait a minute, hold he on. He's uh, Bobby Roode? Nope. Ah, shit. Not Bobby Roode. I'm going to give you a third guess. He is currently wrestling in Impact Wrestling as a tag team champion. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That guy. Right there on, on, the, on the palm. It's Chris yeah. Saban. Chris Saban. That was Chris his Saban. one run. Yeah. And he then voluntarily th- vacated the X Division title for a shot at the world title via, via option C. Oh, that was so stupid. <laughs> what a dumb, dumb thing they did there. Remember when they hey, thought Chris Saban was going to be the guy? Well, at least they took a, sh- a shot, right? Because they were doing just like, hey, remember, it's RVD or it's Ken Anderson or it's now Kurt Angle's the shit, right? Like, that's an awesome guy. But it was just mm-hmm. like Rhino for a second. And then, uh, so, so yeah. But then right after that, that's when the Aces and Eights bullshit took off, and that's when Bully Ray flourished as a singles right. guy. Okay, so then right, what so do we got Before left? we cover most of these, let's cover. Let's go into what? What happened first, SmackDown? Oh, yeah, let's jump back to today's news. Yeah, uh, so SmackDown. No, Raw. What would you like from Raw? Let's just do an overview because not too much happened, but Keith Lee, um, Drew McIntyre. Huh? You liking that? Yeah, I, I am liking that. Uh, the The idea that like when Randy or, or uh, excuse me, um, Drew McIntyre is he's saying stuff about Keith Lee, and then Keith Lee's like, "Excuse me, hey, uh, it's like Charlie, can you excuse us for a second? And he's like, "So is there a problem?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Actually," or he's like, "Can I help you?" He's like, "Yeah, it would help me if you didn't drag my name, <laughs> right?" Like, mm-hmm. you saying you help me with this? Like, oh, I love that. And then the, like they just kept going at it, like it was pride at that point, and that's all you need sometimes, right? Well, especially amongst friends, because you don't always need a, I did it for the money, or you fans didn't respect me. It could just be like, hey, I'm better than you. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Okay, then let's prove it. Like, that can be good sometimes, too. And that's where it was in this storyline. I really enjoyed it. Do they name this Raw, too? It's in your face? Yeah. Or is that the new tagline for Raw, period? I think it was just this one raw in your face. Cause they'll do like championship Monday, you know, Boo. next it's going to be boys in the thunder th- dome and it's going to be with a Z, but it's, you know, it's fucking 80 year olds. The trying dog to days of summer. <laughs> yeah. Great balls of fire. Cause that was cool when I was a kid. Oh All right. Uh, the other big thing though, that I thought actually two, two notes I'll have from raw, uh, really quick rapid fire here. Retribution ends the main event match by beating up both Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre. And then I guess hired guns, the hurt business say, fuck all this shit. We're going to beat your ass and come down and start fighting. I loved that. I loved the whole backstage segment with, with Adam Pierce. Right. And they're like, Hey, we got some beef. You need some beef. Uh, let's do this. Some and he's big, like, thanks for some volunteering. Big beefy men right, slapping slap meat. Beef. 
And he goes, uh, hey, great. Thanks for volunteering. And they're just like, <laughs> right? They were like, oh, get a load of this motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I will send you a bill, right? Like, I loved that. I loved all of that. That was perfect. Um, I like where this is going, except the whole thing is like, to paraphrase, this is exactly what I thought when I heard, again, to reach out to in another podcast. Bully Ray mentioned this on what, you know, the, the, uh, What's that Sirius XM? The, the uh, busted up. Sirius, yeah, busted, busted open. open. Uh, he says, uh, "Okay, all of it was set up. They come in, they start busting ass, but then two dudes do a fucking, uh, you know, a, a damn flip over the ropes, and all of a sudden everybody's laid out, and none of you thought to tear their masks off, and none of you like, none of it made sense at the end. It was all going great, and then the end spot, and then it was like, oh, now we're just gonna stand here and stare at each other because." We did good, right? Yeah, like, it should have no. just ended. Yeah, it should have just ended with chaos, fighting, 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 fighting. We're out of time, chaos. That's how it right. should have ended. Uh, the other thing that I'll uh, bring up for Raw that I thought was interesting, uh, if you recall back a few episodes ago, you gave me a task of how to get Big E over, right? Mm-hmm. How to get him away from being shucky yuck yuck guy, and how to get him to like being a badass. Well, one thing that I said was have him go to Raw Underground and beat some motherfuckers up. Well, obviously they're listening to the show, but they don't like Big E because they did this storyline, but with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman goes over there, uh, beats up uh, Riddick Moss, beats up Dolph Ziggler, uh, and then it ends uh, as it did uh, with uh, the, the greatest Royal Rumble ever, with uh not it didn't end this way but braun Strowman and uh what's his new name dabocado Dabo squaring up so next week we get dabocado and braun Strowman. um except the only thing that i remember most from this uh thing is how big that fucking doorman is because braun Strowman shows up and he's not even to this dude's shoulders holy shit <laughs> Because, I know. Like, Shane McMahon is there, and I show my son. So I'm like, I'm like, look, look how big this fucking guy is. Look at Shane McMahon. He's like, Jesus. And I was like, okay, but you don't know who Shane McMahon is. Wait until you see. And then Ron Strowman walks in. He's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been his exact words because that's how we speak in this household. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, right? Fuck. Yeah. That's the guy he was in Evolve for. Uh, a split second and that's the guy who i wanted anthony to team with because anthony will go on the taller man's shoulders and do a frog splash and i was like if you do a frog splash off of that guy's fucking shoulders that'll get you going viral quick in the wrestling community but anyhow mm-hmm. yeah he's a fucking monster but dabakato uh braun Strowman next week you think uh dabakato goes for the dick again remember he does I the don't. dick yeah, grab does he do it ball bunch uh we're gonna slap meat and i'm gonna grab your dick how many times have you said that on this show um (laughs) (laughs) this is the 15th time you said it in 300 episodes um i don't know in this episode i don't know where they're gonna go because are you gonna punk out braun Strowman, or are you gonna just say right or are you gonna say Dabo's just gonna be a raw underground guy he's gonna be brawl for all yeah, or do they do, because, you know, one thing that could happen, because you know how Vince McMahon does three-week pushes, uh, it could be 
well, this is the end of Raw Underground. Two behemoths, you know, Godzilla and King Kong, bust down and break down Raw Underground that can never be repaired again. And that's the last fight we have in Raw Underground. This could be the end of it. I wouldn't so, be shocked. What about Kevin Owens and Aleister Black? Where are you at on that? Oh, um, fast forward. Yeah, I, I just, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Alistair Black, they don't care about it either. They're done. I like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is great. Alistair Black, I think is fun. Love his uh, theme song. Don't change that. But I just do the little fast forward. I just go, I don't care. You guys already did the Raw Underground match. Smackdown. Well, we don't know what happened on Smackdown because we already talked about it. Uh, Bailey does the heel turn on. Um, well, so we're recording like Smackdown just happened, but the week yeah. prior. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the big news from that, if you want to say it's big news, is Mandy Rose got traded to Raw. So are we done with Otis and Mandy? Otis is. Uh, yeah, that Peach one is gone. Tie up because, like, I get, you know, the tragic, the crazy situation that happened with. Um, Sonya Deville. Sonya. Uh, yeah, like I get why, okay, clean break, let's get her somewhere else. But we had this whole storyline going with Otis, and he's the money yeah. to think. And what's I expected happening Otis with to Otis? show up with her. Yeah. And what's going on with Otis? Is he, uh, is he the most disrespected money in the bank champ since, well, I, I was going to say since Baron Corbin, but like Sandow. recently they just don't, they don't care. Yeah, since Sandow? I don't know. Well, at least that had a storyline of how he got it, where he like kind of fucked over Cody. Well, and he had a big fucking moment on Raw, so. Yeah, but I don't know. So it's, it is something. But hey, uh, like I said, AEW felt like a pay-per-view quality episode to me. Uh, I absolutely love that parking lot brawl. I made uh, my wife watch the end of it. I was like, okay, watch this. So, you know, I'm fast forwarding a little bit. I was like, look at that spot. Look at this spot. Oh my God, it's crazy. So, all right, here it is. Look at Chuck Taylor. His head's about to get dismantled watch what happens and then the fucking trunk pops open and orange cassidy and she's like of course and i was like freshly squeezed and then, freshly hmm. squeezed he's the best i i love that guy oh uh, got it him and sue are the two coolest fucking things right now i love it and the best friends i love the best friends too but god they're so cool love them love them love them, love them. great episode of AEW. solid episode from timothy thatcher uh Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre, again, was really, really fun. SmackDown, we'll see what happens. But what, well, let's what we got? Let's tie up some yeah. loose ends here, right? Let's tie up right, some. Let's, uh, let's go back through the remaining title holders. July 24th, 2013, when we started this so many years ago, you were doing an MMA show. You met this fucking it. guy. I was doing an MMA right. show on FM radio. What are your thoughts? So, okay. So I get told, hey, want some hours? Okay, want some. And they're like, hey, we got a show coming on the new sports radio station. These guys are doing an MMA show. You into that? One guy's a wrestling fan. Okay. But a lot of guys are wrestling fans, and some of them are dorks. Not me. Still I'm fits. Cool. Um, so easy, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> easy. Easy. Uh, you know, here I am. I'm like, all right, man, we start doing this. What, what is your, like, how, how, when this starts, what's, what's your take? Like, what are your, when you're going through, you're like this fucking cheesehead. Like, what do you, 
Well, so, you know, I think I've told you this before. My main concern was my co-host. My co-host was about as reliable uh, as, you know, a, a cat in the wild. You know, like my co-host Ozone well, at the he's time paying was, the bill, right? But he he was about <laughs> as reliable as when you open up your front door and you see if your dog runs out or not. You're like, good, could not. We'll see what happens. Uh, so my main concern was just making sure that he was sober and showed up on time. Um, that which was my might not have concern. been the same. Which I think both of those might not have happened a time or two. Oh yeah, there was plenty of time. There was one interview that I did with former UFC champion Frank Mir, where I asked all the questions, and then post interview, I took out my questions. I had Ozone come in at a later time, say the questions, and I edited it to where it sounded like we both interviewed him, even though I just interviewed him. I did that. Uh, I I've done that. I did that for yeah. you guys. Uh, Al Al huh? Bernstein. Oh, Al Bernstein, Boxing Hall of Fame You asked uh, all journalist. the questions, and then mm-hmm. did your that co-host too. came in and, yeah. and asked some of the questions, and I dubbed it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he just didn't fucking show up. He was just that reliable. Um, so, yeah, that's what my main concern was. But then, yeah, as we talked, we're like, okay. And then that's when I was like, all right, Ozone's got other commitments, and he's not really into doing this anymore. So I got to stay in the radio because I love radio. Got my degree in radio. Love talking into a microphone. Still love talking into a microphone. Uh, so uh, that's when I was like, let's do something. And I remember we're walking to the elevator, and uh, you said something about a Spanish announce table. I was like, that'd be a cool name for a podcast. And then there it goes. Seven years later. All right. So here we are. All right, let's go to the TNA Tag Team Champions, July 24th, 2013. Who were the TNA Tag Team Champions? Beer Money. Close. One of them. James Storm? James Storm. And? I don't remember him being a tag champ with anyone else. Oh, the European muscle guy. Yeah. Nope. What was his name? Nope. Oh. He's in. Who? Well, is he still in WWE now? Who is it? Who are you talking about? He was the Trump guy in WWE now. He was doing the Sons of Anarchy. It's Gunner. Gunner oh, and yeah. James Storm. Gunner. Gunner. What a piece of shit. Jackson Riker. Uh, and I don't mean like his political views aside. I just think he sucks as a wrestler. Yeah. Um, they would eventually lose to the bromans at Blount, Bound for Glory, Robbie E. and Jesse Goddard. You liked Robbie E. I did like Robbie E. And I, I, like, I still think he's got, like, he's good in his role that he's doing now. I think he's great. Yeah. I mean, okay. like, uh, look, I mean, yeah. yeah. Is he great? He's serviceable. He's a fucking a guy. You go, hey, look at this fucking douchebag, yeah. right? And you go, hey, yeah. He gets the reaction guy. that you're, you're, right? Yeah, he gets the reaction that he should be getting. All right, so we'll stick with TNA, the Knockouts champion. Oh Jesus, Tim! The you think I would you know, know who that? You know it. Oh, ooh, we didn't even touch on this person. We should have touched on this person. They had a quite the controversial scenario around them this week. Who was the TNA Knockouts champion? Oh, I Very guess it controversial to, scenario. Yeah, I would guess it would have to be Mickey James. Mickey James. She would eventually lose the TNA Knockouts Championship to one dirty bitch ODP and no God. surrender. That's a talent that needs to come back. A, a one-off. Yeah, a one-off in AEW needs to happen. They need to do a women's battle royal, 
and the Joker needs to be ODB. That would be so fucking cool. So, Mickey James, what the fuck happened with her this week? Uh, She's too good at wrestling. Uh, or she's Nick Aldis's wife, and they were like, "Fuck you!" Like, I don't. No, no, no. She, the ref thought she was legitimately injured. So, reading the dirt sheets, uh, the ref called the match because they that he thought, or the ref thought, right. her um, cell job was too good. Yeah, that she had separated her shoulder. So they were like, "End it! End it! End it! End it!" And then after the match, Mickey James is like, "What the fuck?" They're like, "How's your shoulder?" And she's like, "Fine." <laughs> So she just like, did too well. Fucking Mark. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. You idiot. Can I get that match again? That was a big opportunity for me. Oh, yeah. That's great. Hey, before we move on, let's hashtag tweet the table, right? At Theo 75, another long-term listener from 300 episodes. He says, grats to the table show for hitting 300 episodes of epic wrestling podcasting. Looking forward to seeing 400. Hashtag tweet the table. Theo, Tom, your thoughts on Theo? Consistency. You know, when I think of Spanish announce table, uh, I think a small group of people who's been with us, what it feels like since day one, and he's in that group. Uh, love it. Gives me shit on Facebook or Twitter uh, randomly at different times of the day, which I always and think is fun. Theo, I, I want you to know. I am doing this recording right here for the YouTube specifically in 60 frames per second because of your rantings online about people doing stuff in 30 frames per second. There you go, Theo. We do fuck this. Those we think people, of you. Theo. Yeah. <laughs> those guys, those 30s. people can rot in hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the athletes foot in their asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who was the NXT champion? Tom July 24th, 2013, on Spanish Announce Table Uno. Come on. Come on. Who was Bo, the NXT champion? Bo Dallas. Bo fucking Dallas. Remember, he would eventually I had that... lose to whom? Oh, I know. Uh, it would be Neville. Neville at NXT Arrival. I can right? tell you. Arrival. I, yeah. I, I know early on NXT pretty well, at least from the championship perspective, because you got... Uh, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins to Big E, Big E to Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas to Neville, Neville to Zane, Zane to Owens, and then it gets a little murky. Then I, then I'm like, whoa, okay, this is a lot. Um, and then I think, uh, oh, and then Owens to Finn, Finn to Joe, Joe to Nakamura, Nakamura to Rude, and I know there was some bounce back between Joe mm-hmm. and but um, Rude, Rude to black no um uh andrade andrade to black black to mcintyre mcintyre this is what then i then i lose it yeah. but i know that early on that was big Bo fan. dallas god he was I so great Bo believe he was the first nxt crowd champion right where the nxt crowd was like like pointly at this guy they would turn their backs to him they would read papers they were like yeah. this guy fucking sucks <laughs> but then they but but because they didn't like what he was genuinely doing but then he leaned into it he and then leaned he into the it Bo and, leave, himself, right. and then that the bow leave now, was perfect what is bow dallas doing now we haven't seen bow dallas in a year or more i think he got released didn't he get released with everyone else yeah like where the fuck is bow dallas i i always liked bow dallas always liked i him. yeah I've, I've always enjoyed him i think he's great 
I think he should you have be, a fucking uh, you have merchandise from Bo Dallas, don't you? Bo Leave Cup. I got a Bo Leave mug. Yeah, love him. All right, Tom. All right, what else we got? WWE Tag Team Champions. I will give you a hint in that they were called the Raw Tag Team Champions, but there were only Raw Tag Team Champions at the time. Ah, uh, Usos. Mm. Nope, it was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Riding the momentum of Dean Ambrose's United States title victory earlier in the evening, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns defeated Team Hell No in a no. Tornado Tag Team match to capture the WWE Tag Team Championship at Extreme Rules. They would lose it in October in a no disqualification match against Cody Rhodes in Gold Dust, right? Toward the oh. end of that bout. Big but show, Dusty on the fired Big Show would enter, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. huh? What do yeah. you think? What else? We got? The Shield Tag Team Champions. Ah, well, this time it was fine. Reigns and and um and Rollins, not the yeah, Ambrose because the United Rollins. States champs, because the United States uh, United States champ was uh, Dean Ambrose, and yeah, he never which, defended it. When I think of Shield, and you tell me champions, I think of tag champs Rollins and Ambrose. Reigns is the dude, right? But it felt like when they started it, it was always like a Rollins Ambrose trying to be the leader with mm-hmm. Reigns being this guy, right? With the strength, muscle. The, the muscle guy, yeah. No, I thought, yeah, that was my favorite uh, iteration. It's just the thing that I always remember about Dean Ambrose as United States champ is he never cared about the belt. They just never had him defend it. I think they had him defend it like six times in a year or something it was nothing well this brings up a good question tom who was the united states champion on july 24 2000 ambrose it was dean ambrose <laughs> yeah. all right at, who was the at uh, wwe oh. extreme rules dean ambrose continued the shield's reign of dominance and defeated whom uh in a hard-fought contest to win the u.s title you know it you know who it is just say who it is you know who it is he was a champion all the time in WWE in 2013 of some sort. Kofi. Kofi Kingston. <laughs> yeah, of right? He was, he was. a champion yeah, he of had some something. fucking kind. Yeah, something, yep. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know uh, what to do after, with him. Put a belt around his weight. After 350 days as United States champion, as ordered by the authority, Dean Ambrose was forced to defend his United States title in a 20-man battle royal on May 5th, 2014. Uh... Yeah, on Raw, ultimately it was Hume who sent Ambrose flying over the top rope to begin his second reign with the Star Spangled Prize. Sheamus. It was Sheamus. Yeah, fucking. I'm just naming everyone that was, of course, it's like, I don't know. It was 2013. It was Sheamus, yeah. Cena. Yeah, right. Kofi. Shield. Yeah, Shield. Right. Uh, all right, so we've got two titles left. You want the Intercontinental title or the Divas title? Name them. Well, Intercontinental, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Intercontinental. Uh, I'm going to go. His asshole hurts. Oh, you gave it away. Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. Hurt his Cause asshole. Because that, that was when he was a Paul Heyman guy. Mm-hmm. And he Capitalizing took out- on Fandango's injury, the newest Paul Heyman guy, Curtis Axel, became the newest Intercontinental champion by defeating whom? And The Miz in a triple threat match at WWE Payback. Dolph Ziggler. Wade Barrett. Oh. Remember that guy? He's still well, he's NXT now. Yeah, now he's Commentary. a commentator. Uh, fun fact about Curtis Axel, you know when he debuted as a uh, Heyman guy where that was? Kansas City. 
Sprint Center, Kansas City. That's where the hurt his asshole name. Yeah, that's where it started. Began. Uh, When uh, Curtis Axel won that title, it was also what day? It was Father's Day. Oh, that's a good okay. Because yeah, he won the Intercontinental title on Father's Day, right? In November, on a special Raw Country edition from Nashville. What? Curtis Axel would lose that They did title. a country version of... Yep. Uh-huh. It was Raw Was country. that when Kofi... No, because they didn't do the New Day then. Uh-huh. He yeah, lost this title to whom? This Rusev. person's first ever championship in WWE. Rusev. Big E Langston. Mm, okay. Remember his last name? Oh, yeah. No. Antonio Cesaro. Uh, okay, who is a Divas champ? Let's go with Yeah, Divas. that's the last one we got. Divas title. Out of all the titles in the three companies, the day we started the show, July 24th, 2013, who was the WWE Divas champion? Oh, you know, easy money would say Nikki Bella, but I'm not going easy money. I'm going AJ Lee. You would be right. It would be A.J. Lee after successfully concluding a sinister plot against her former friend just six days prior. A.J. Lee defeated Caitlin to win the Divas Championship mm-hmm. uh, before a capacity crowd during WWE Payback. She also capitalized on a rare mental lapse by Caitlin that allowed the challenger to apply her Black Widow submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, in April, making her WWE debut... This superstar shocked the WWE universe and beat was, the longest reigning Divas champion ever, AJ Lee. Yeah, it was Paige. It was Paige, right? Yeah. Dual champ. They made a movie about it. Paige two belts. Is that right? Yeah, that she right. was the first one. Yeah, why didn't she talk about that? Mm-hmm. Becky, get out of here. Becky, uh, yeah. Sasha, Bailey. Bailey. Losers. <laughs> it was Paige. Paige. Mm-hmm. Pay homage to the original queen, the OG. So, Tom, 300 episodes, 300 years. Feels like it. Feels like it with you, pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are. Here we are now in video for the enhanced radio version. You have video now. Uh, we hope that you will enjoy this, and we hope that you will be a beer sponsor of the week. Thank you so much. Have you set and to all people who have supported us throughout this seven-plus-year journey. Yes, uh, seven years, 300 episodes. I am Tim. He's Tom. Captain Awesome. T-Mac. Tommy Tsunami. Two abs, T-Mac. What else have we called you? Asshole. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We've called me a lot of things. Tom, I love this show. Yeah? I love me too. Oh, you, this show. I love this show. <laughs> the Spanish announce table.